magic to it. When I'm at Ramah, I am home. Hi, my name is Roy, and today I'll be your host for this podcast. With us, we have six-time Shlicha and Rosh at Ramah, Wisconsin, and today, Assistant Director, Daniela Yashal. Daniela, how are you? Hi, Roy. I'm doing well, thank you. How are you? I'm good. Um, just doing a podcast with you, which is a good, uh, you know, different than what I do day to day. Um, so this is going to be cool. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask a few questions and we'll hear more about you. We'll get to know you, Daniela. Sounds great to me. So Daniela, how about you um, introduce us to the listeners that might have not known you? For example, I'll ask a few questions and feel free to answer them and elaborate more if you want. Daniela, how old are you? I am 26 years old. And what do you do today in Israel? Um, well, I started working as assistant director about a month ago, but before that I ran an after-school program. I worked in an Israeli NGO called Yan Shufim, where I was in charge of an after-school program for children of asylum seekers, refugees, and work immigrants in southern Tel Aviv. And I finished that um, that job around yeah, around a month and a half ago. And uh, now I'm fully, fully on board with Ramah, Wisconsin. That's very cool. And you're relocating very soon to Chicago, right? I am. So I currently live in Tel Aviv in uh, Florentine. Um, and uh, hopefully we'll be moving to Chicago soon. Hopefully. Hopefully. Um, <laughs> how about you tell us a little bit more? How about, um, what do you do in the army, for example? Cool. So um, in the army, I was in Chel uh, Chinuch. Um, I was a, it's called Mashakitod. I was basically a commander for Olim Chadashim. So I taught new immigrants who came to Israel um, Hebrew and lessons about the history of Israel. Uh, I was a commander. I was 18 and 19 when I was in the army and my soldiers were 18 to like 28 year olds because um, they had to come into the army and like do some sort of Hebrew course before going into their permanent army positions. Um, so I saw them first, gave them basic training, Hebrew lessons, history of Israel lessons, um, and I loved it. Loved every second of my army service. I myself served with those soldiers that probably um, did went through what you are teaching. Um, but what about, for example, um, as a lot of Israelis do, your uh, post-army trip? Did you have one? Yeah, so when I was in the army, um, my last couple months in the army, my officer told me, Daniela, there's this program called Sochnot Yehudit, Machanot HaKaitz, Shlichut LeMachanot HaKaitz, you have to do it, you have to be like a counselor at American summer camp. And I was like, eh, I don't know, not too excited about it. And she's like, come on, Daniela, you have to try it out, you have to try it out. And I was like, okay, fine. Like my officer and I had a really great relationship and we were really great friends. And she said, this is going to be amazing for you. So I said, Tov, I'll try it out. Um, so I went to the screening workshops and I was like, okay, this might be interesting. Um, eventually got to Camp Ramah. Um, and I 
got released early from the army to go to camp. So that was, I guess, my first uh, post-army trip. I, I, I was never in the US before going to camp in 2014. Um, but when I got back, I got back straight. I did like a 10 days in New York and ten, five days in Chicago. Um, I got back home, saved up money, and then went to India uh, and Sri Lanka for three months. Um, and then got back home, worked a bit more, and then went to camp again. So it was kind of like a year. My post-arm year was camp, India, camp. <laughs> and that That's was, very that was cool. the year before I started school. Yeah. That's very good. And I love it that you stumbled upon the Sohmuto Yudit program by mistake and someone forced you to go when other people are fighting just to get a chance to go. And wow, it's amazing. And you've been in camp ever since every year, right? Yeah. So my first summer was 2014. Um, and I've been since, yeah, every every summer. I even through, uh, through school, I went to Hebrew U in Jerusalem, uh, managed to convince my professors to let me go to camp um, because uh, the school year in Israel ends in like the end of June. Um, and camp obviously starts beforehand. So I begged and begged and begged and said, this is the most important thing to me. Please let me go. So I managed to go um, during my degree also, which was really lucky and great. How did that work out? Um, lots of late nights. I had to work um, and write papers after I was at camp. I was a counselor and a washeda for the oldest kids at camp. So either Mahon or Nevonim, 15 or 16 year olds. So their schedule is usually end late anyway. And I'd have a few nights a week where even after a long day and a long schedule, I had to stay up and like write papers and um, send them all the way to Jerusalem. <laughs> well, by email, but you know what I mean? Um, yeah. And uh, so it was, it was hard juggling that, but uh, it was worth it. Camp means a lot to you, um, making you go through all that, right? Like studying abroad, signing papers abroad, working late. That's really cool. What's so special at camp for you that you work so hard for it? Come back every year. What makes you come back? Um, that's a good question. Um, I think if you were to ask me that question after my first summer and after my second summer and after my third summer, I'd probably say the campers, because uh, I was a madricha and I loved being a madricha for, for, my, for my campers and, and um, really enjoyed every minute of programming and leading programs and relationships with, with my chanichim and chanichot. Um, but I think throughout the years, campers also, apart from the educational role that I got to play in, in camp, um, it's allowed me to be the best version of myself. And I think the the reason I come back is to basically get fueled up with energy and positivity and values that I care about and be in a community which I love and, um, and, and very much a part of. And that energy kind of keeps me going for the rest of the year uh, when I come back to, to Israel. That's very cool, man. And impact you so much that you're going to be assistant director in Chicago very soon. Yeah, uh, it's really exciting. I, I, um, 
Would you ever expect this to happen? Yeah, I was just going to say, uh, if you were to tell 20-year-old uh, Daniela um, in her army uniform going to interview with Jacob and Gal <laughs> in Jerusalem, <laughs> in the camp from in Wisconsin, that I would, was going to be assistant director one day, I'd be like, eh, no way. Um, but that's, uh, that's how... That's how it ended up. And um, I'm very lucky and very happy that that's, that's how it ended up. That's so cool. It's funny how, like, where would you have been if it wasn't for that uh, officer, but also a friend of yours, forcing you to go to that um, day at the Sohonte Yudit. Right. Like, I, different I, universe. Different universe. I mean, I was always into education. And... Um, since the age of 16, I've been saying to myself that I'm going to be the Minister of Education one day. I still believe I will be. Um, and I'm assuming I'd go on some sort of path to do with education and kids and um, uh, things like that. But uh, it wouldn't have that special magic and twang that camp has taught me. Uh, so it would have been very different. So I prepared um, like a round of quick questions. My uh, inspiration for this was the, uh, the episode in Friends where Phoebe asked Joey and the cab like really quick questions. Um, and just like say the answer that comes right to your head. Are you ready? Ah, yes, I'm ready. <laughs> okay. What is your favorite meal in camp? Salmon and potatoes. That's an easy question. <laughs> 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 What's your favorite camp event? Is it Nkudia, Zimriya, Yom Sport, maybe? Uh, definitely not Yom Sport, Rikudia. Uh, <laughs> I take that personally. <laughs> What's your favorite spot in camp? Oh, spot in camp. Um, the Milpeset of the Sifria. Yeah, that's a cool spot. That's a very cool spot. Uh, what's the worst day in camp for you? The worst day in camp. I don't know if it's like a specific day, but um, there are days where it gets so cold, you like can't feel your toes. Um, and I think just the idea of it being summer as like an Israeli and also not feeling my toes because they're so cold just like doesn't resonate with me. So all the days that are like, disgustingly cold are the worst days at camp. <laughs> what Ligot games would you rather play? Basketball, volleyball, or softball? I don't like any of those sports, but if I had to play um, a sport, Ligot, it would be basketball, just because I'm not very good at it and I'd like to get better. I've seen you play, you're pretty good. You so, hold your ground. Don't lie. <laughs> what coping snack would you rather have? Banana pudding, nachos and dips, baby donuts, or baby carrots? Uh, can I have nachos and dips and baby carrots? So there's yes. like a balance between like the savory and the healthy? Yes, you can. Cool. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll second that decision. Eagle River or Minaqua? And I need to search, search Google how to spell Minocqua. That was a tough one. <laughs> uh, Eagle River. Why? I think it's just more, 
homey. I don't know. Uh, maybe because I, I spent more more days off in Eagle River than I had in Manakwa. But uh, I think there's lots of cool spots in Eagle River that aren't just like the main road. Um, uh, every time I feel like I find a new spot, even though it's such a small town. So Eagle River all the way. That's cool. Now, this is a tough one. What were your dad's musicals from the first year of you as a counselor and last year as Oshna Like Name in a them. row? In a row. Oh, my God. Okay. Now, I don't know the answer, so the listeners and, and camp <laughs> and staff will need to tell us if you got it right or not. Okay. My first summer was 2014. I was a Madrigha from Machon, and they did Little Shop of Horrors. My second summer, I was uh, the same age as Madrichat Nevonim, and they did Hairspray. That's Nevo 15. Nevo 16 was Chicago. Um, when I was Rosh Machon, we did Pippin um, for the Machon and Tikva musical. Um, and then when I was Rosh Nevonim, my first summer, we did Les and then Rosh Nevoni my second summer. So last summer uh, was Cabaret. Oh, it was a really good musical. Like, it's the only one I've seen by <laughs> Nevoni, but it's really good. Um, no. Okay, guys, so you guys heard that. If she was right, give her a thumbs up. If not, let us know. <laughs> and last question. You've probably been asked this before because it's like one of the favorite questions in uh, all kinds of seminars and stuff. Um, but if you could pick any person to have a beer with, who would it be? It can be a, a, a dead person, an, a, someone alive, whatever, from all times, who would it be? Um, hmm. Well, there's a poet called uh, Rupi Kaur, who I love, um, and she writes amazing, amazing poetry. She is like a true feminist, and she her books are incredible and really inspiring. Um, she also performs by like reading her poems. Uh, I think she'd be a fascinating person to grab a beer with. So, Rupi Kaur. And cool. I think, funnily enough, you're right. Like, this question is asked a lot. I think if you were to ask me this question yesterday, I'd probably say someone else. And, like, five years ago, definitely say someone else. And um, But it's a, it's a good question always. Yeah, it is. It shows a lot about a person. Um, okay, so that was the quick round of questions. You did pretty well, I say. I will work on the quickness of it next time. <laughs> um, I'll go back to camp and your story with camp. So Rama is a conservative camp. Um, was Rama, Wisconsin your first encounter with the conservative movement? Yes, it was. I didn't know anything about the conservative movement before coming to Rama. Yeah, because um, in the States, it's like a huge movement. Almost, I guess, every Jew knows about it. But here in Israel, the conservative movement of Namasolatit is pretty small. Um, whoever is not in it doesn't really know it exists. And whoever heard about it just doesn't have it, you know, right. And also Israelis don't, they don't know exactly what it's about. So you coming to camp, it's the first encounter. 
was it how was it for you i'm interested um, to know yeah so the first the first time i heard about the conservative movement was probably at school i went to an orthodox school growing up um and it, i remember even in our books to be honest it said like conservative reform basically the same and like there wasn't really any information and so i only heard about it in theory when i was in high school um and then when i got placed at uh in like the ramar camps i sat down in the interview with galen jacob and they were telling me about the conservative movement and about um you know that balance between like modern and being committed to halakha and like equal rights to women and you know women being able to um lead prayers and and uh, things like that and it just sounded really bizarre to me because it wasn't the world i came from um so in the beginning i was a bit shocked and galen jacob actually loved telling this story where i kind of like went back and forth and i didn't know what to do and um i decided to to go for it and when i got to camp it, something just seemed very natural about you know the conservative movement in theory from a from the point of view of a person that have never heard of it before i was like oh what is that but when i got to camp it just felt very natural and i feel like it um i was in a i i i i've always been very interested in judaism and my family is an orthodox but they sent me to an orthodox school so kind of like the questions around judaism have, have always been in my in my mind and my head and i felt like when i got to camp i found my comfort zone in a way so like from a area that was very in theory uncomfortable for me when i got to camp really like the first week uh i kind of sighed in relief and said like ah oh, this actually feels really good and natural as yeah. a woman as, as a jew as the, you know uh in every aspect that's very cool um so yeah um conservative movement is is something to get used to it's not something you need to experience it to to get it right it's you can't just talk about it in theory without seeing what it's about um did you have any you know special in that regard any special experience in camp that you would never have here in israel um did the conservative way the conservative movement did it let you do something that you never guessed you would do here in israel uh Yes, definitely. When I was um a Nevo counselor in 2016, um I we had these uh days where it was they were called Yemebanot. Um and I decided to uh rap to fill in for the first time. It was something that like I never I never really saw the appeal like even when I this was my third summer at camp so like it all you know seemed very natural and when I saw women do it I you know admired them for doing it and thought it was cool but never felt like the personal drive um and I think something in just being like an educator for the oldest uh girls at camp and wanting to be a role model and to show that like you know if i can get up in front of camp or in front of hundreds of shlichim and talk in front of a crowd with like confidence why can't i do this little thing um as as a woman so i felt like it was part of being an educator and being a role model and i wanted to um basically combine 
the education the educational values with my Jewish values and to and to take and to, and to challenge myself also. Um, so that was the first summer I, I wrapped to fill in and I every summer since uh, wrapped to fill in every day. Wow, that's amazing. I really, I guess that wouldn't happen if it wasn't uh, for camp. No, and it's not, you know, it's not necessarily something I do at home now, but when I'm in the Jewish and educational bubble that is camp I, I like to call camp a little um it's like a it's like a lab right you like clean out any other distractions there's no parents there's no phones there's no homework there's no anything and you can do so many amazing things without any interruptions um when and and I, I can feel it also in myself so when I'm in that Jewish educational bubble I think um really great things really great things happen so I I mean I would never have thought that that would be something that I would do before coming to camp and um, now it seems like a very natural um, a natural thing that I do when I go to camp natural action I'm interested to know how did people back here in Israel friends and family if you if you um, would share how did they react if you told them that's what you did or that you got that experience I'm interested to know their experience and how did they react? Right. Um, so that's also a great question. Um, I think, so my family just, my, okay, let me start over. My family, my grandma, uh, um, uh, she was a huge feminist. When I mean, when I say huge feminists, it's like she marched the streets of London in the 60s and 70s, went to every single protest, and she was incredible um, and very, very spiritual, not religious at all, but very spiritual and like Zionist and made Aliyah and um, liked the like community sense of Judaism, but very much didn't like the, the way that religion was played out, is played out here in Israel. Um, when I got back from camp, even that first summer, she was like, wow, Dan, that's amazing. And like, how amazing that like women are empowered to be uh, leaders in this types of role. So I know that like my grandma and my family were very excited um, about it. My friends who I went to high school with, I don't, just cause they're from a very different background. And again, as we said before, like conservative movement, I feel like you need to like experience it. And even when I tried to put it in words, they didn't quite, get it um but i think that they were very happy that it seemed like i found my my space so like my family was super you know understanding and happy and excited and wanted to hear every bit my friends from high school were like okay cool magniv but like nothing you know i thought it was a bit weird they didn't really get the whole like why do you go to ketana every summer like it wasn't only the religious bit they didn't get right it's just like the whole camp aspect of like all right, a summer camp, what's the big deal? Um, and, uh, and my friends now, my best friends now are, they're, they're my they're friends from camp and friends from the Jewish agency because I've worked at the Jewish agency for six years also. Um, and they like, they get it because they're camp people. So across the spectrum really. <laughs> That's very cool. Um... I'm almost out of questions, so I'll finish with the ones I have left. Um, do you have any 
advice, you know, all the years of you being in camp and Sohnut Yudit, um, do you have any advice for aspiring Jewish professionals and camp professionals? Anyone that wants to pursue, I'll say, same route that you did? Um, I think that like change is good, uh, is, is one piece of advice, change and flexibility. I think, um, as we see these days, unfortunately, you know, we're forced to be thinking in the most flexible ways, uh, about everything, about going to school, about going to camp, about going to work. And obviously the coronavirus has, has been really difficult and, you know, Please, God, we'll all be out of it soon. But I think the silver lining is that it's pushed us to be more creative. So advice is that, like, changes can be good and to think creatively about things that we are used to um, and to, you know, take, always think about the next step and always think about uh, how to be flexible, even in the things that we're like, sometimes I think in camp and in other organizations that exist for years, there's certain things that are set in stone. Um, so I think thinking creatively about everything, even things that seem kind of obvious and um, and you know, non-nudgeable, <laughs> that's not a word, yeah. but you know, thinking, <laughs> thinking, how, thinking how to, to push yourself forward as an educator and to push others with you. That's great. I think, you know, it's, it's kind of like the sentence I tell myself, making lemonade out of lemons. You know, <laughs> this is what you got, make use of it. Um, so yeah, I think I agree that the coronavirus forced all of us to look at the situation that everyone is in and, and what are we gonna do with it? Um, so yeah, if it wasn't for the coronavirus, you'd be in Chicago by now, right? right. Uh, deep in your uh, position, post camp, both me and you, but post-camp, um, I was supposed to travel and just like, you know, this what it is and just make do with it. Um, so is there any last words you want to say to the listeners? Anything, um, you know, you haven't seen your campers this year, anything you want to wish them? Uh, sure. Um well, for those of you listening out there, <laughs> um, no, I mean, first of all, thank you for taking the time to listen. It's uh, very True. nice thank you very to much. <laughs> um, And I don't know, hold on. And um, camp is always, I think, the most amazing thing about camp, obviously the physical space is very important and we missed being together. But I think that in times like these, the essence of community has shown that like, our togetherness and our care and empathy towards each other and helping each other out and it goes way beyond just being in a physical space for two months um and to hold on to that and to feel really good about like how how strong these communities are even when they miss one summer and hopefully we don't have to miss any more summers ever again um but to hold okay. on to the fact that we've been able to build a wonderful thing um and hopefully we'll be all together soon on the key car. Yep, yep, yep. Um, okay, guys, so thank you very much for listening. 
Uh, I hope you enjoyed me and Daniela's first podcast. It was the first time for both of us. We, we hope we did a good job. Um, and yeah, as, as Daniela said, hope to see you on the key car and you, all the national romantics. Um, I hope you see each other in your key car version of your camp. Um, so see ya. Thank you, Oi. See you. Shalom, and thank you for tuning in to Kol Barama. If you're looking for more information about Camp Ramah overnight and day camps, Israel programs, year-round events, and virtual offerings, please visit our website at www.campramah.org. Mm-hmm.